Hello, welcome to Fed Talks. I'm your host, EJ. How's everything going? Uh, I want to apologize right away. You may hear a fan in the background. Uh, I know that might be an audio issue, but it is very hot and I am miserable. And if I don't have a fan on, I will actually die mid podcast. So I apologize, but also I'm human and I need some consideration. Please stop judging me. How's everybody's week? Swell, I hope. Uh, following up on last week's announcement of me having a birthday, this week I, I had a birthday, uh, which, you know, at this point is largely, uh, you know, there's nothing that exciting about it at a certain point, especially when it happens during the work week and you're still shaking off a pandemic and then people ask what you're doing for your birthday and it's like I'm gonna work go home and watch Hell's Kitchen or something but nonetheless it was nice uh, I had those awkward moments of people who I have not interacted with since my last birthday wishing me a happy birthday on Facebook uh, and also the the open mic that I like to do in town uh, since they obviously have not been having shows for a very long time and they need to post something on Facebook because they always do birthdays and they did a post for my birthday and the picture of me is upsetting like last year they used two pictures of me that were that were bad and I posted a joke about it that they were the they were me at my most photogenic they were just like and look I know now I've identified three pictures of me that are bad and at some point you have to you have to uh think about the old Raylan Givens uh adage that you run into an asshole in the morning you ran into an asshole you run into assholes all day you're the asshole so it may not totally be on the open mic but these are all like most most of the pictures they've posted have been of other people are sort of like at rest photo like they're from their performances but it's sort of when they have have like a neutral face like possibly they're pausing between speaking and mine are always i am talking and this new the picture they used me of me this year was uh, I can't isolate exactly what it was from, but it was from, uh, it was definitely from between 2014 and 2016, which is the, uh, which of the years I like to think of as my Chris Farley phase. Uh, you will not see good photographs of me from that time. Uh, I suspect if you haven't seen me since that time, you probably assume I have died. But it's not just that it's that it's that it is also that I, uh, I, I, my mouth is open. I'm looking down and my eyes are closed and it's just, it, it is a grim tableau and I'm not going to tell you the name of the open mic because I don't want people looking it up, but it's bad. And I was humiliated. Uh, also I have a friend in California who called me at 11 PM to wish me a happy birthday and this person has lived in four countries in the last 10 years and has like we've always worked out time zones like 
England was was uh, like one day later and five hours earlier. But for some reason, just can't get the three-hour time difference between Michigan and California. And when you have insomnia like I do, and you get that little bit of precious sleep, or you're just settling down to that precious sleep, and then your phone wakes you up, it is terrifying. And also, you know that you will not be returning to sleep for the rest of the night. Uh, I probably should not say this about my friend, but... She's not going to listen to this. She listened to the first episode and for 25 consecutive weeks has been like, oh, yeah, I've been meaning to catch up on that. No, you don't mean to catch up on it. You've, you've known me for 20 years. You don't need to listen to this. Um, so that was that. I just got a text message, so I'm going to pause recording for a moment and reply. Hold on. All right, I'm back, having replied to my text message. I will pause again if I get a follow-up reply. You won't. I mean, you will know because I'll say it. And my audio editing skills aren't that great, so you will probably hear hear a transition. Look, I'm trying. It's a one-man operation here. Get off my back. Also, I'm not that popular. I don't get that many texts. It's an, it's an event. Uh, now I forgot what I was going to say. Um, I did have a couple of, of TV things I wanted to talk about, and they are all based on Fox cooking competitions. Uh, first thing, guys, this blew my mind. You're going to want to sit down, uh, steady yourself somehow, because it my world was rocked. Uh, I fell asleep earlier this week watching, uh, watching MasterChef on Hulu. And since I was watching the most recent episode, whatever the, I just got another text and it was funny. <laughs> from, from, from a friend of the pod. <laughs> It'll be funny to me and one other person. Uh, but anyway, so it started auto-playing the first episode of the first season of MasterChef. And I sort of wake up during that episode and I see the guy on TV and I think in my, my sleepy brain, hey, that looks like Farouk, the announcer from BattleBots. And then they call him Farouk. And I think, that might be Farouk, the announcer from BattleBots. And then they put his name on screen, and he does not spell Farouk the way you would expect. It would probably not be in your first five guesses. So when I see that spelling... And then I really kind of squint. I get my glasses on and look at him. That is definitely Farouk from BattleBots. Farouk from BattleBots was on season one of MasterChef. And I just saw him try out, but he made the cut. He made it to like 10th place, which is which is pretty decent. And now I know something about Farouk's internal life. I have seen his wife and his baby. Uh, given how old that episode was, that it's probably a uh, nine or 10 year old child by now. Uh, but... It was, for somebody like me with only two passions, which is to say Gordon Ramsay shows and BattleBots, this was, this was a very big event. So if you get a chance, watch, watch season one of MasterChef and check out Farouk. Um, and also watch BattleBots so you have some idea of how weird it is to see Farouk in any other setting. He does not strike me as a man who has interests other than robot combat. Uh... It was mind-blowing. 
And then we have another show that I will talk about after I pause. Hold on. So also in the uh, cooking competition realm, this was a big week because Hell's Kitchen and MasterChef both started. And uh, Hell's Kitchen opened with an eight-minute segment about what a good show MasterChef is. <laughs> Which, honestly... Uh, I might have said that wrong. Hell's Kitchen opened with an eight-minute segment about what a good show Hell's Kitchen is. I might have said MasterChef one of those times. It's important that you know it's Hell's Kitchen right down the board. And I feel like you don't need to sell us on this at this point because it's like season 19. You know, no, this is not anybody's first season. If you are, if you are watching this episode, you have committed to the Hell's Kitchen lifestyle. But nonetheless... That segment got me pumped. I'm psyched. This will be a, this will be a, a, I can tell it's going to be a banger season because they spent eight minutes telling me what a good show it is generally. And the implication is the best is yet to come. Uh, I've also been thinking, because this is the second season of MasterChef since the pandemic started. And I can't figure out when they shot these. Like the most recent season maybe would have been shot before before shutdown, but I feel like they wouldn't have held on to it for as long as they did. But then, like, yeah, a lot of reality shows you can kind of have people in a bubble and it's fine, but they're running a restaurant and there are diners. And I have to wonder, and it's like there's, there's always like a celebrity that comes to a service. And you have to wonder whether... Uh, like they're quarantining for two weeks just so they can come to to a Hell's Kitchen dinner service and maybe get bad risotto. It seems weird, and I can't quite figure out how it works. Like you're you're telling me Sofia Vergara was uh, was was quarantining two weeks before and after just to get some beef Wellington. It it seems unlikely. Uh, and it's possible famous people got vaccinations way before the rest of us. But also, there's just regular people there, too. And that seems a lot to ask. Uh, and the, like, when they go on reward challenges, or reward challenges, I'm thinking of Big Brother, which comes back in, in July. Uh, which I am very excited about, but we'll save that for closer to the Big Brother premiere date. Uh, when they go on rewards, usually it's... I mean, they, they go on a variety of, of rewards, and some of them are uh, more public than others. And it seemed like every reward last season was just the winning team in sort of an isolated area. Like, they didn't go to a concert this year. They got to go to a junkyard and lift cars with a magnet. <laughs> which I am not making up. That was actually one of the, the awards. Which sort of seemed awesome, but also... I understand somebody who'd go, really? That's the reward? Cool, I guess I'll move a lever. So I can't work out... Uh, like, the, the season premiere, this season, Mike Tyson was there. And it's really weird to think about people just being in a bubble with Mike Tyson. And then, like, are the same people coming week after... Or I, I assume the episodes are shot a day or two apart. It's hard to say. They really fudge things. They treat it like it's a day apart, but who knows? But are people just staying in there and coming back day after day 
for their Hell's Kitchen meals? And if so, are they just hoping that we don't notice Mike Tyson, one of the most recognizable men in America, is is in the crowd every time? I don't know. It's weird. I'm not sure what to... I'm really puzzled. And if, if anybody knows a Hell's Kitchen insider, uh, put him in touch with me. We'll do an interview. They probably have NDAs and stuff, but I really just want to know how they're how they're shooting this restaurant service scene when and they are also not social distancing in that dining room they are stacked like cordwood uh, and then the the third of the reality cooking show competitions is the new one which i will say is very dumb and also i love it and i hope it runs for a thousand episodes and it is crime scene kitchen hosted by Joel McHale. And the the premise is that teams of two see a kitchen after somebody has prepared a dessert. And from the clues, they have to reconstruct what the dessert was. And whoever gets it right and then does the best version of that dessert wins and somebody gets eliminated. And it is, it is like, it's just goofy and I'm having a blast uh, it's very funny when uh, almost everybody sort of has the dessert right but there's the one team that doesn't so like person after person is coming up and presenting like cannolis and they're standing there with a key lime pie just going oh we missed something right and they look more and more embarrassed with every with every cannoli that's fantastic uh, and Joel McHale is bringing his uh, his traditional energy of only being halfway interested in being there which works perfectly for this um and it's it's a weird a weird set of skills you need besides just the baking because you have to have sort of like the the lateral thinking of interpreting the clues but also the knowledge to figure out what those ingredients could be which I mean, I could maybe figure out the clues, but I would then go, I don't know what has chocolate and almonds and cream. I, I don't know. Uh, and so far, nobody's been really great at it, which is extra fun. And I can't decide if this is a plus or a minus, but the, the clues can be mean, let's say. There was one where there were raspberries in the refrigerator, but they, which would lead you to believe raspberries were involved with the construction of this dish. However, the raspberries were in a container and had a rubber band around it, which was to indicate that they hadn't been opened. But first off, a clue about what isn't in there is very counterintuitive. And, you know, it requires some weird assumptions, like you can put the rubber band on a, on a, uh, back on a container after you use some raspberries or you could have had two uh you know but also it sort of opens the door to some weird stuff where you go look the raspberries are a clue to the fact that there aren't raspberries and then you have to start thinking well there wasn't any beef in the refrigerator does that mean they used all of the beef to make the dish and suddenly you're making a a, a beef pie like 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 Sweetie Todd, I guess. So it's, I can't decide if that's brilliant clue work or terrible clue work. 
but it is very fun to watch and it sounds like the next episode is going to introduce a different group of contestants so it will uh like there's going to be two different seedings of contestants so i thought it was going to be over in six episodes based on the number of teams and now we're up to 12 or 13 and hopefully they just keep introducing teams and maybe eventually i find myself on a team uh without even having applied they just ran out of people point is i want more crime scene kitchen uh i can already tell i will watch this every episode and roll my eyes at it most of the time but it's very fun uh, I'd like to bring back a favorite segment. Uh, believe it or not, it is not about fast food mascots, which I really need to get back to because uh, uh, my friend Tim, I think I mentioned, sent me a truly unbelievable video about the old Rax mascot. But uh, I'd like to talk a little about the Nextdoor app and a couple of messages from my neighborhood, which, as discussed before, are... Uh, has an extremely loose definition of neighborhood in that it is most of the city in which I live. In fact, on this one, I do not even recognize the part of town this person lives in. And this one is just, just small, but it's very funny to me. Uh, Linda posts publicly on Nextdoor, I'm sorry if my messages to Sean and Travis were aired publicly. I intended them to be private. I apologize for the unpleasantness. So I somehow missed her posting her angry messages to Sean and Travis. And, and now following up with, Hey, to my two bad neighbors, Sean and Travis, I'm sorry I made it public that you were bad neighbors. That would make me laugh, but I've got a much better one. And this one has a picture of a, of a window screen that has been uh vandalized it does look like it's been cut open the message reads as follows wife find out found out screen like this this morning windows were left open last night and looks like someone cut into it to unlatch the screens if you are on here i am warning you right now one this is the house you don't want to break into and that's the part where i kind of checked out on this because my next door app is full of people sort of vaguely threatening violence and indicating that they own guns so you don't want to cross them which is really taking the fun out of uh out of uh checking next door for ridiculous posts uh also it's hurt by the fact that so many posts from my quote-unquote neighborhood which i mean most of michigan uh are like passive-aggressive posts from white people uh, complaining about <laughs> not to put too fine a point on it black people without specifically identifying that as such you know it's a lot of I don't know why people do this and it's very clear what you mean dude anyway I sort of punched out on this one because uh, you know it's just a vague threat of violence which that's no fun but the second part of the threat, number two, I suggest you, I suggest staying away unless you want your face on a t-shirt. <laughs> and, and that's the reason that's the house you don't want to break into is you'll end up with your face on a t-shirt. Oh my God, it is. And it asks so many questions like, 
do they have a screen screen printing press in the house? And I picture somebody trying to break in and immediately there is somebody sketching them. Like just just inside the house, staring at the window and quick whipping out a courtroom artist sketch. And I also like what 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 it implies they've done this before, right? Like it seems like a weird threat to make unless you've put a burglar's picture on a t-shirt before. And even then, what does that accomplish? Like, I picture this guy wearing a t-shirt. And somebody says, you know, maybe assuming they're a fan of the person whose face adorns their chest. Uh, hey, who, who's that? Is that a musician I haven't heard of? He's like, no, this is the guy who tried to break into my house. Also, I kind of want my face on a t-shirt, right? I'm thinking I should break into that guy's house while wearing a sign across my chest that says Fed Talks. And then when they make my picture, hopefully it covers enough ground that it includes that logo. And then I will have, I will have art for my podcast. <laughs> And I'll only have to burgle somebody to get it. Uh, I've, I have been thinking about that for days, and I don't, I don't know why he thinks that's an effective threat or really what it even means. Uh, does he have many, many T-shirts with, with burglaries from the past on them? How often is this man burgled that he has a, that he has a T-shirt plan in place? Uh, so that was very that was a that was a very good a very good post uh, that made me think we're gonna keep up with this with checking next door for uh, updates. Uh, while I was talking, somebody is asking for a handyman, but that isn't funny at all. That's just somebody looking for information. Um, sorry about that. I thought I was just going to strike gold 100% of the time. And you know what? You miss the shots you don't take, right? Uh, boy, this episode might end up running short because I had not prepared anything and I covered my, my TV roundup. Uh, I can't think of anything else funny. I am going to Las Vegas in two weeks. So... Everybody be excited for me. Right now, that means 10 work days stand in my way. And knowing me, my interest level in my job will drop by 10% every day. So if you need something from me, you better catch me Monday through Wednesday of this week. Because after that, it starts getting pretty, pretty precipitous. A week from Friday, man, I will actually just be taking, a, taking an at-work nap, most likely. Ah... Uh, I guess before I wrap up and wrap up what will probably be our shortest episode, unless I keep talking about how short it is and stretch it out into something longer, uh, like some bizarro version of, of with Gorley and Rust, where they instead talk about how long it is and take pride in making it longer through the discussion of podcast length. Uh, but I'm not Matt Gorley. Much as I tried, this would be better produced if it was if I if I was were. I'm sorry, I'm 
my allergies have been real bad, so I started taking Benadryl. And I used to have much worse allergies than I have now. And I haven't taken Benadryl for years. And I've taken some. And man, that it's like my spinal cord is wrapped in cotton. I just don't feel anything and my brain is not working correctly. So I might forget words. Uh, that said, we obviously have to talk about um, uh, Fed Talks uh, first and greatest and only sponsor. But look, even if this thing becomes a success and I start getting getting you know uh, Nature Box or whatever, this will always be the my my best and favorite sponsor. It's teased by summer. And look, even though it is T-shirt weather. And it is time to start stocking up on t-shirts. You have another option because as of this week, she's got mugs. Mugs, my man. Uh, they are great. Right now, there are four, four of the I Think You Should Leave shirts have mugs uh, for the designs, not for the shirts. The designs are on the shirt. You know what I mean. Uh, and they are they look great in mug form. Uh they will be very, very, uh, very appealing to uh, have a nice lineup of, of cool art on your desk like I do or to drink from, which I also do. Uh, they look great. And there's also a water bottle that is, <laughs> it's very funny. It is sort of loosely based on the, on the, the, the car focus group sketch. <laughs> But what it says on the water bottle, and this is a very funny reference even without familiarity with the show or that sketch. It says, and I, I don't have it in front of me, so I might get the wording a little wrong, but it just said, it, it says something like, the water is normal. It doesn't stink. <laughs> I cannot wait until that comes because that's what I will drink out of forever. It doesn't stink. It's such a funny thing to put on a water bottle. <laughs> so it, it's great. So, you know, if you're not a t-shirt wearer, and come on, get over yourself if you aren't. But if you're not, get some mugs. Uh, I understand there will be more mugs coming in the future. Uh, I know I will tell you right now that once the, the, once the Ape Hive is available as a mug... Um, that's what every that's what everybody's getting for Christmas. Like, enjoy your ape hive mug. I'm gonna order ten of them and be done. So they're great. The shirts, are, as I've said before, are great. I'm gonna take a bunch of them with me to Las Vegas uh, to wear in the hot, hot sun. Uh, I will be. I will look cool. I will feel cool. Uh, they're great shirts. I told you how much I love these designs, uh, and I'm so excited about mugs because uh, I have all the mugs from her her old designs at the at her tea public shop, and uh, you know she's only gotten better as a de designer since then. So I'm really I'm really happy about having some of her cool new designs in mug form. Uh, so go teasebysummer.com. Uh, if you can't afford a t-shirt right now, put some money aside. But until then, be sure you like the store 
and you can like individual items. You just click a little heart. Uh, it is good for algorithms. I know I tend to describe anything I don't understand as an algorithm, and uh, but I know it actually does help. It'll make her more prominent in search results. And look. Come on, man. Help out, help out my sponsor slash friend. Uh, anything you can do. Ideally, you'll buy some stuff. And you'll be cool. And there's still a, an open... You buy some stuff, you send me a picture of your shirt. I'll talk about you. Uh, my friend Brad, he got an Ape Hive shirt. He sent me a picture of himself wearing it. It's great. It made me happy. Uh, I know a couple of my other friends have Ape Hive shirts. Uh, Becky's got a uh, WandaVision shirt. There's a lot of... Look, my circle's doing their part. Let's get your circle involved. Although, honestly, at this point, anybody who's listening to this is already in my circle. So I'm really just asking you to double up on your efforts. And I have, feel no shame about that. Step, step up your game. Uh, Teasedbysummer.com, best t-shirts on the internet. Yeah, the whole internet. I bought a t-shirt as a gift that was not a Teased by Summer shirt. And I was disappointed with the quality of the shirt when it came in. That's what happens when you buy from you buy from some no-name. Look, I, I screwed up. I'm not going to buy from anybody else ever again. Uh, which is a shame because I do need new pants for work because they're going to go back to enforcing the dress code in the near future. And at this point, she does not have business casual pants for sale. So, honestly, I'm probably just going to have to wear a TC Tugger shirt over my hindquarters. I did not mean to... That was the dirtiest possible choice I could have had for, for that scenario. Uh, and that was not even intentional. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just filthy. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a dirty boy and I apologize. Uh, anyway, that's it for this week. Getting pretty close to right on the 30-minute button. Uh, if you have anything to say to me, it's uh, uh, fedtalks at yahoo.com. Uh, you can Twitter me at EJFettis. You can Instagram me at EJ underscore Fettis. Um, I have not written much for my site, but check out www.theapehive.com. Um, I do, I'm going to write about, uh, I'm going to write about Mass Effect and about Superstore this week, uh, because, uh, those are both things I like that I have been enjoying. Uh, and then probably some more stuff. I just got to get back in the game. Uh, it might wait until after, after my vacation, because I don't really want to start on any projects when I'm staring down the barrel of leaving and being unable to focus on anything else. Uh, I think I told you how you can reach me. Uh, I'm, my social media use is pretty minimal these days, but if you try to reach me, I'll, I'll see it. I'll find you. Um, man, I really need a way to close this out. Thanks, everybody. I'll be less doped up on allergy medication next week or more doped up, depending on how the pollen count goes. Uh, remember, check out, check out Crime Scene Kitchen. I, I, I think you'll be delighted by it. Uh, so watch that. Come back next week. We'll talk about some more stuff. I don't know what, I don't know what I talked about this week. 
the t-shirt guy and Farouk, I think, was pretty much it. Uh, so that's it. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Fed Talks is a full voice production. Wah, 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 wah.